and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I'm here today with Corey Lynn. Corey Lynn is a burnout coach for women in tech. She teaches her clients how to crush it at work without work crushing them. So Corey, welcome. Thank you. I am fascinated with this topic, crushing it without being crushed. So tell me a little bit more about how you got into that. Yeah. It's funny because we don't think about that very often that we can crush it without being crushed, but that sometimes we think the only way to crush it is to crush ourselves in the process. And I got into this work because I am a person who has experienced a lot of burnout, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of just not knowing how to work hard in a way that didn't burn me out for a long time. And that's what got me into coaching as a client to begin with was I knew there had to be a better way and that there was something underneath that wasn't working. And I wanted to really see what that was all about. I think that is so amazing because how many of us have experienced the burnout before? That's interesting that you got into coaching from being coached. That happens for a lot of coaches because we get into coaching because we're like, okay, there has to be a better way. And then we're so inspired by what we learn that we start our own businesses. I actually knew I wanted to be a coach going in. My background originally is in creative writing. When I was in corporate, I worked in communications for IT, but I already knew that language was super powerful and that the way we explain things, the way we talk about them matters. And I knew how to do that writing fiction and I knew how to do that writing communications. But coaching really, I was like, there's a way to do this with my mind and with perspective and mindset, but I couldn't get all the way there on my own. So I hired my own coach. What? would you say when you're coaching women in tech, what would you say are the symptoms that they experience the most with burnout? And what would you say are the causes? Yeah, so I'm gonna answer that backwards. Actually, I think a lot of my clients get to burnout because of perfectionism. And the funny thing about that is, a lot of my clients would not identify as perfectionists. I see this a lot with women business owners too. They don't identify as perfectionists because they're like, obviously I'm not perfect. I don't want it to be perfect. I just want it to be a little bit better. And I think that's a way we hide our perfectionism from ourselves. It's like perfectionism puts on a different outfit and we don't see it for what it is. And that constant striving to just be a little better, be a little better. You know, if you get a 98, instead of being happy about the 98, you're like, got to get those other two points. And when you get the 100, then you're like, where's the extra credit? And I think it's that striving, like continuous improvement is great. I'm all about that. But learning how to enjoy what's going well and celebrate it and know that things like can be good and you can still want to address some things is really different than feeling like you can't be happy or slow down until everything is perfect. And let's be honest, that day is never coming. I can't remember if it was coaching or counseling, but someone asked me to rate my life at the time. And I was like, I would say like a seven out of 10. And they're like, that's amazing. And I'm like, that's a C plus or C minus. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, and she's like, okay, we need to reevaluate here. Like that's a seven out of 10 is like on the positive side and no one is going to be perfect. But I think that women in general, but I think you're right in terms of entrepreneurs and, you know, people who have to be on all the time can be, you know, afflicted by this perfectionism and not really realize it. Yeah. So, and the thing is like, 
the way culture is, we're absorbing it all the time. But even cultural influences aren't necessarily always trying to tell us this message, but we've all been living in it for so long that everyone kind of just passes it back and forth without us always really realizing what we're doing. And that's why I think mindset is so important is because we have to deprogram our own mindset in order to then go out and create the change we want to see in the world in a way where we're not still just reprogramming the same stuff that we learned. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Absolutely. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I definitely think that I've seen that in other women and the expectation that's put on us. One of the mantras that I have to say to myself that my sister came up with is done is better than perfect. Some of the times perfect is better than done, but most of the time done is better than perfect. Yeah. I took the one that's practice makes perfect and I turned it into practice makes progress. Because the thing is, once we get going with our imperfect work, that's usually when we get the insights that we need and make the connections that we need to then make the work even better. And I worry when the perfectionism is so extreme that people don't even get going because that's when we're missing out on the beautiful things that they're going to make and create, the books they're going to write, the businesses they're going to launch. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think it is about tech in general that creates that environment of perfectionism? Well, I think that perfectionism happens to and for women pretty much across the board. But one of the reasons I wanted to focus in tech is because it is an environment where there it's like very much a male dominated field in some ways. I was lucky. I worked at Expedia where we actually had a lot of women working there. We had a lot of women in leadership roles. In tech, it's a male-dominated industry. And I think the women who work in it put a lot of pressure on themselves to succeed and to go above and beyond. But we're also frustrated by that. And we're frustrated by the culture. But I think burnout culture is larger than just in tech. However, the women in tech, I'm seeing them really struggle. And a lot of it is because of the internalized expectations. And a lot of us don't want to tell other people what we need in order to do our job well, because we're afraid that maybe we won't look as competent. And especially in a male dominated industry, we want to be doing so well that no one questions our value. But when women can see the culture, the enculturation that they have in their own heads and deprogram that, then they can reprogram in a way that helps them still achieve without doing all the critical self-talk, without doing the imposter syndrome, and without like letting the anxiety and perfectionism derail them. And when they get those out of their way, they actually are able to perform much better and worry so much less about what they're doing and what they're saying and what everyone thinks of them. I think that is really profound. I mean, we, it's a battle that you're right, that across the board, women really do struggle with. What do you see as the solution to that? I'm a mindset oriented life coach. So to me, everything comes back to mindset because perspective is nine tenths of reality. And when we believe all of our own thoughts and we don't have the tools to really say like, okay, is this mean voice in my head? Does this thing it's saying have any merit or is it 
it just repeating something that my third grade teacher said to me that hurt my feelings. Like we need these tools to be able to go in and learn how to think on purpose. Because when you think on purpose, you can think by your own design and with your own values. And when we don't do that, then we're thinking whatever way we were taught to think. And the thing is, the brain absorbs patterns from everywhere. Like it can be your parents and your teachers, but it can also be like the books you read as a kid or movies you watched. And a lot of times the lessons that the brain picks up by accident, they're not even things we would choose to think on purpose. But when we don't realize they're in there, they're running the show from behind the scenes. When we look directly at them, of course, we don't agree with them, but we can see their influence in our behavior. And that's why sometimes people do things and they're like, why am I doing this? It doesn't make sense. I don't believe that people need to act like this, but I'm acting like this. And it's because we have all this other like kind of junk in our thought processes. Yeah, I think that, well, I know that's to be very, very true. Is there anything, obviously coaching is a fantastic way to help break out of the mindset, but is there any specific tool that you can share that you share with your clients that would be like a starting step for people? Yeah, I think one of the things that's made the biggest impact in my own life was just me deciding that I'm willing to see things differently. Because for a lot of us, we're so set in our ways of like what we think about the world and what we see that that's all we see. Because of confirmation bias, your brain will show you data that matches your current beliefs and it will actually suppress data that goes against your current beliefs. So when I started saying to myself like, okay, I'm willing to be surprised. And moreover, I'm willing to be delighted, surprised like in this good way. I'm willing to be wrong and not make that mean something bad about me because sometimes the best news is that we are wrong about something. Yeah, that is really good because I think if people put their minds in the right place, you can see the same situation in different ways. You know, everything could be an opportunity, even though it sucks sometimes, (laughs) you know, I mean... The one that I see over and over again is people will be dealing with the situation and they'll think it doesn't have any solutions. But when they shift their mindset, they see solutions that literally they could not conceive of before. And people often, they have the information to solve their own problems. A coach comes in and just helps you take the blocks out of your way. Yeah. And I think we do put obstacles where they don't necessarily need to be because our brains are amazing. We rarely access what we could. So that differing perspective is so important with a mentor. Well, Corey, I have two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one, what are your words of wisdom or advice specifically about mindset, perfectionism, burnout for the listeners, you know, in tech and the listeners, you know, in general, especially women? Yeah, I love that question. I'm a person who strongly believes in the value of fun. And I think we think of fun as being something for later or something like that we get to do after all of our work is done. But Mm -hmm. I love this idea that like fun gets things done. And so I like to ask people like, think about what's going well, and not in a way where you're like, think about what you should be grateful for. Because that just makes us feel guilty and not grateful. But when you're like, what is actually fun? Like, it's already happening that I could like if I looked at it and was like, oh, yeah, I do like that. Like, I just posted on today on Facebook about it's like just gotten rainy and gray again in Seattle. And I was like, okay, brain, but like, what is working? And I was like, oh, my God, it's soup season. I love soup. That's true. I'm so excited. Amazing. So it's like, thing to be grateful for. (laughs) Soup is so good. 
And it's like, it's not because we're not going to go address all the things that we want to change. It's because enjoyment is a practice. And if you want to enjoy your big goal when you arrive there, learning how to enjoy small things along the way actually makes you more likely to get the goal and more likely to be able to enjoy it when you get there. Yes. So look for what's fun. I love Absolutely. it. I may have to rename this episode soup season because that just made my yes. whole world light up. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what would you say is the best advice that anyone has ever given you? Oh, such a good question. I know. That's why I asked okay. it. <laughs> my one. So I have a couple coaches because coaches always have coaches right? We believe in the work and we know that sometimes you need an outside person, yeah, person outside of your own head to help you. And one of the things that my coach, Carl Lowenthal of the Unfuck Your Brain podcast uh, says, oh, it's so good. We just go listen to like all the episodes of her podcast. She's amazing. But one of the things she says is when you're willing to feel any feeling and like allow it, then you're unstoppable because oh, so funny. much of what gets in our way is we don't want to feel uncomfortable or we're afraid of being rejected or we're afraid that we'll be embarrassed if we try something and it fails. But when you're willing to feel those feelings, you can literally do anything you yeah, want to do. That's scary. You know what I mean? Like we are in a culture of numbing out. Like everything mm-hmm. is numbing out, but I've talked about this on the podcast before. And like, if you numb the pain, you numb the joy. You cannot right. categorically numb one emotion. And so when you feel the joy, you also feel the pain. So you have to be willing to embrace the emotions as they come and embrace the uncomfortable feelings. And that sucks. But what you get in return is way greater than any mediocre gray life that you're going to have by numbing it all. Right. And here's the thing is when you take away the idea that we shouldn't feel sad and that something's wrong, then sadness is just a feeling and it's like, it doesn't mean anything bad, right? It's our resistance to our feelings that creates the suffering. The feelings themselves, they're just, it's just a sensation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this topic and I love you. I think you're amazing. Where can people find you, Corey? Well, first of all, thank you so much. I love you also. I love this conversation too. People can find me at www.corylin.com and that's K-O-R-I-L-I-N-N.com. Or they can come follow me on Facebook. I'm Corey Lynn there as well. And I like to post a lot of little, you know, videos and articles and stuff on my blog and my Facebook will also come check them out because I have lots of things to say. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You're so amazing. And I feel so lucky to be a guest with you. Oh, well, thank you. And we will link your Facebook and your website in the show notes so that people can find you. And please do find Corey Lynn, get unburned out. That doesn't even make sense, but it does to me. So there you go. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this is the Client Experience Revolution, and we will catch you next time.